0: Hi and hello and welcome to the RBR.music podcast. My name is Steve Curley and as always I'm joined by the creator of the RBR.music Instagram page, Jordan Murray. Where each episode in true RBR fashion will be bringing you classic and new album reviews. It's our mission to cut through the noise to discuss the sound. On the RBR.music radar this episode, we're actually discussing a classic album. Screamadelica, the third studio album by Scottish band Primal Screen. First released in 1991. Over to you, Jordan.
1: There's no overestimating the importance of Screamadelica. The record that brought Acid House, techno and rave culture crashing into the British mainstream. An impact that rivaled that of Nirvana's Nevermind, the other 1991 release that changed rock. Now I know Nirvana Kurt Cobain is the poster child of grunge. He obviously died young so his image is flashed up everywhere and to be honest with you I've never been a huge fan of Nirvana but I accept what he did for or what the band did for the the movement of music but Final scream and Scream Adelica did a, a huge deal f- for so many different genres uh, opening it up to the masses it's not really talked about us that much maybe because the back catalog is quite hit, hit and miss but this album did cause quite a stir back in the day prior to scream- uh, sorry prior to screamadelica primal Scream were stonesy classic rock revivalists they liked the detroit rock noise almost like carbon copies of classic rock 1991 it might have not been classic rock back then well i suppose of the 70s yeah my point being when they step away from wanting to be their, like their heroes the rolling stones or the who or you know, alt-country, they, they do dabble in country rock. They come out with brilliant masterpieces like this, scream Delica being, being the first one. One listen to the Jimmy Miller-produced Stephen St- Still's sound of moving on up proves that. They burst everything wide open here, turning rock inside out by marrying it to a gleeful rainbow of modern dance textures. For me, this is such a brilliant, gutsy, innovative record. So unlike anything Primal Scream did before, they followed it up with not a very good album. Um, What was that one called? With the... Give Out But Don't Give Up. Uh, That wasn't... Yeah. That was pretty awful, um, but then after that, a good few albums were like spot on. They were really quite special. Uh, yeah, what I was going to say? Yeah, there's been there's been much debate behind who was actually responsible for its grooves, its sounds. It's at the time a um, a revolution, I suppose. Especially since Andrew Weatherall is credited is credited with production with eight of the tracks. And it's clearly in line with his actual work, even if Primal Scream took credit for Weatherall's endeavours. That doesn't erase the facts that they shepherded this album, providing the ideas. And when you listen to it, I did mention Acid House and techno and rave culture before, but it sounds more funky than robotic. It's just a very powerful album. If you listen, if you've never listened to it before and you listen to it now, you may find it sounds a bit dated but this was when all the illegal in britain anyway all the illegal raves were kicking off it was a huge um, dance movement and this was the band that just absorbed it all and threw it to the masses and that was exceptional the album is pretty exceptional as well um do you think it it's lasted the test of time, Steve. That, um, if you don't consider what it means to us growing up with it, I'm sure you'll hint back at that, but do you think it has lasted the test of time?
0: Yeah, I think it it, it belongs in all of the top 100 album lists that are out there for the fact that it does sort of survive the test of time. It isn't... Yes, there is an element that you could very easily say it is capturing a, an era. Obviously, it was drawn on all inspiration of the acid house movement, and you know, it was you know, it, it sort of a turn of the 90s. There was a lot of change that had gone before and come after, and in a weird way, I think this album sh- sort of shows that, which allows you to go, yeah, it has got a sound that's what, 30 years old now. But,
1: I think it um, transcends the sort of techno sound, acid house sound, with its fierce imagination, um, and then it also doubles back on its rock history.
0: Well, that's so. So obviously, anyone who doesn't know Primal Screen take a huge amount of influence from mass volume genre. They, there's blues, there's country, there's electro, pop punk. Um, even, you know psychedelia and they, they, they jazz they, they 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 appreciate and they pull it all in and I suppose this type of album in that time that's what music was becoming it was a real merge of kind of this 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 acid house movement this dance movement it was about freedom and all those genres that I've just thrown out they all bring their own freedom and to put them all together and mesh them this album isn't a full cover of um those genres collectively but what it is is taking the best bits that they've done a little bit before and certainly done after um and i think it allows it to st- sort of you know um stand the test of time now i do agree with what you said though possibly if you listen to it for the first time it might not i don't know where music really is now as a kind of defining genre
1: and that's why we do this podcast cuz we're clueless <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> Well, no, no. What well, I think what what, what I mean is, is, obviously, you know, we're both thirty eight now, and we can look back on different sort of, you know, three four year periods of our lives, and you can recognise there was a a driving force behind sort of music, yeah. uh, be it you know the in, indie scene, pop pop scene, uh, Britpop, pop, pop punk, whatever you want to. At the moment, I feel like music's quite sort of lost in in a sort of um, a, a lack of lack of option within the popular culture. Um, Sector. This belonged in in its sector. Well,
1: this was this
0: album. No,
1: Yeah, this album was a celebration of all uh, counterculture movements. Yeah, it just put everything together. Um, So rockers liked it. (laughs) Rockers liked it. People that were into funk liked it. Rave culture, dance culture liked it. It was just where do you go from here? Like, it doesn't matter where you went from here, but. Um, As they've got an extensive discography, and we're talking about this album in particular, but it was a revolution. Considering I'm sure they got a few fans' noses put out of joint due to the fact they were the first two albums were a little too much like 70s rock, and then I think this was the third album. This when this came out, it, it was just like. It disco beats, it was all sorts. Um, it's even got gospel. Yeah. Bubblegum pop. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: it's, yeah, it's just. I think it's that, trippy to say the least.
0: And I think this is, for me, this is probably their most iconic album. I mean, the fact that it is an iconic album, as you referred to, it, it, it really has to be theirs. Um, I do think it's it's unique in its discography. I think not 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 all her albums continued in this sort of you no, know no, Joy no. Division type era of music. It was they they sort of grabbed a moment and. They I, 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 like to
1: they like to just keep putting the toe back into like the rockier stuff. Yeah, um, which is fine. They obviously enjoy it, but um, I like it when they really attempt to merge all different. Genres And I think that's When they're at their best Definitely And, uh, and this being the first Album that they did that on
0: Well also I think as well I, th- I mean I know Um uh, Denise Johnson Obviously sang Um With them Very regularly Um She, she was a Manchester born Um Singer I think she Sang with New Order as well Um Yeah New huh? Order And She's She's obviously Sort of nodded As someone who was in the band Um but it was that 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 female vocal I think on this album is her, and it's it's of that Manchester music sound that obviously was huge. And obviously, being a Scottish band, you you, you would necessarily sort of hook them straight into the the Manchester Manchester type sort of um, movement that was here. But I definitely think they they found they went and found it and 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 put something together that. Ticks that box for that person, ticks that box for the other person As you said, I think, yes, they will have upset a few people But I think by that you know third album in, you're you, you wanting change anyway, aren't you? You don't want a, a carbon copy of every album that's gone before So, um, yeah, for me, definitely test the time And personally, really enjoyed... I will. I would not say I listen to this album all the time. There are a number of tracks from this album that are on continual playlists for me. Um yeah, yeah. You know that they, they appear, and you know when you put you know a Spotify playlist that you've never listened to before on, and it's of this ilk, you'll they'll always appear. But I've really enjoyed re-listening to it. I've been listening to it for a couple of weeks now, on and off, pretty regularly. Um, obviously, nineteen ninety one, I was only <laughs> seven. So I wouldn't have been at that great teenage age, which I reckon maybe people five, six years on us probably had the best time to this album. Um, Yeah. But the
1: thing is, it's like in Britain, well, I only know because I live in Britain. I'm sure it did well in Europe as well. This album and the songs are embedded in us. It's still... They're yeah. still in the clubs and, um, well, it's a long time since I've been clubbing, but there's, they're still in the bars and pubs and get radio play. There's people are, st- I know I said it might sound a bit dated, but people are still, um, trying to catch up with it, or if that makes sense. And they have looked back to move forward because, like we said, there's, um, gospel, it's, got tinges of country but then you've got the uh you've got dub and you've got um just great dance beats
0: it is one of those albums where you just i think you just have to accept it it was of an era and it's a band that knew what they were doing knew what they wanted to be and i think they're 11 12 albums in now i think um they seem to release an album every three to four Years, for the last 30 years, and they're gonna go through changes of sounds, aren't they? And this just hits a note. So, if you are into that sort of era of acid house, um, kind of progressive movement bands, like you say, the the New Orders and, and Paramount Screen, this album will just fit really well. If you've not listened to it, I'd be surprised if you haven't. And most people, I live in Manchester, I've mentioned, like it's a very well known album. Um, of my sort of you know, parents' generation as well as as, as ours. So um, yeah, really enjoyable. I love the front cover. I think the front cover is really cool. Um, I was hoping there was some cool backstory behind it. There isn't. Um, <laughs> someone on the records. I know. So I discovered someone in the record label in house artist. All oh, right. Uh, a guy called Paul Canal just just did it. He He's apparently inspired by uh, a damp water spot he'd seen uh, in the ceiling of the offices. <laughs> But after taking LSD, so I I like the the last little twist on it. But yeah, just really cool album cover. Um, It is a bit of a face slash watermark. But um, yeah, if you haven't seen it, Google it. You'll 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 probably remember. You know, it'll probably pop back in your memory straight away once you do.
1: It's I mean, it's not at all. But it reminds well. it's Not that it reminds me. When you say primal scream, I well, I think of Bobby Gillespie, the uh, lead singer. But I always think of that uh, that album cover as if it's the logo. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, it's very. It's, I think it's very. It's in, just, yeah.
1: I mean, even if you're not talking about Screamer Delica, you're talking about something else about Triangle Screen. I just immediately think of um, that. That should be the logo, but I don't think it is. I don't think the other logo
0: did. Well, to answer it, I would actually go one step further. And when I think of that era of music, I, that's probably one of the first images that comes to you know. You got like the New Order. Um, uh, uh, like like shapes on their album, and then you've got the, yeah. I, for me, it's it's very iconic of it. So I
1: like the um, yeah this and the Happy Mondays um, sort of yeah, yeah. wavy yeah, yeah, typography yeah. of the word in Happy Mondays. Uh, yeah, kicks into my head.
0: Um, it was. I also I also read as well that it was among the ten album covers chosen for the Royal Mail the set of the classic album stamp. No oh,
1: when was this? I'd have liked that not like i'm a stamp collector
0: but to, to, yeah 2010 Bam. well yeah it just
1: it, that'd look cool in a frame
0: I well yeah it that. just would have been a cool one to, to definitely have yeah 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 we'll have to um have to get onto ebay and see what's going on yeah, aren't yeah. 800 pound oh excellent <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but yeah 100 percent. and um it's not an album that tells a story it's not an album that kind of takes you on a, a journey and i think that's Possibly because it will.
1: You could see these getting um, mixed, though by, by DJs. I mean, I'm not. I don't know much about dance music, um, and I can't say I overly enjoy it. I enjoy it, album. But you could see this getting like mixed into. I don't know. Is that what you call it? When he mix into another song, does that make sense? Yeah, I, it makes sense in my.
0: I, I wouldn't. I mean, I. Yeah, if I was at uh, a, I mean, again, I'm I'm not massively into dance music, but um, I could see it. You know, if you were at a, a decent music venue and this was being mixed in with other songs, either of this era or not, it would definitely, it definitely, you know, survive and and and, and sound good. I, I I wouldn't like to see it reproduced. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to hit. I wouldn't want to see, you know, so many out ugh, songs are now reproduced because I think people have given up writing. You know, in the in the sort of commercial pop world, you just get an old song and mess around with it um this these songs were already messed around with that's the joy of them they are quite they're yeah. quite quite sort of scattergun in in the way they sound it's 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 very loose and there's obviously that psychedelic kind of sound yeah i, I wouldn't want i personally wouldn't want them overly messed with myself but uh it's a good length <laughs> for everyone who knows i uh Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy a decent-sized album. It's what just over an hour long, 11 tracks, uh, a couple of tracks, or even six and seven minutes with a uh, one track um, come together, topping out at 10 minutes and 21 seconds. That's a bit. That's a good bit of quality and value for you there. Newsly, the all-in-one super app for iOS and Android. How does Newsly work? I hear you ask. Well, it picks up the most trending articles on the web on topics that you choose and at any given moment reads them out in a natural human voice. For the first time ever, the entire web becomes listenable and all in one place. Browse articles from topics that you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling and start listening. You can follow topics such as sport, tech, business, science, or even music. Newsly will find the latest articles and I'll be read out loud to you They have a podcast as well Explore trending podcasts from over 80 countries Our podcast, the rbr.music Podcast, Is there too I've started using it as my default podcast app And they even have digital radio So download and start using Newsly for free From www.newsly.me Or from the link in the description And if you use the promo code RBR m-u-s that's r-b-r-m-u-s it is also in the description you'll receive one month free premium subscription go and give it a go so i think it's very clear to hear that we thoroughly enjoy this album it's an album that probably hang around our houses for um many many years actually have you got it on vinyl jordan have you got it on record this one
1: I have not. I feel like I should do, but um, no, that's <laughs> the end of that conversation.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've not.
1: I've always enjoyed this album. I remember being in high school and just uh, being a fan of Primal Scream on this album. And that would have been a few years previous that it had come out before I went to high school. And my point being that this is so... I remember writing Primal Scream as well as Led Zeppelin stuff in my in my Jota, <laughs> in my uh, exercise book. So, this album, yeah,
0: yeah, go on. No, I was just, just going to say, yeah, it, it's, I mean, it actually makes me think of high school, actually. And again, it was, you know, probably good. I went to high school in 96, so, yeah, it'd been around for a fair while at this point. But, you know, older kids at school were definitely playing it and introducing us to it.
1: That's the thing, that's the be- I think this is one of the last, I mean, I've I, I touched on Nirvana before. No, my point being is there's a few albums, this being one of them, that has just seemed to transcended the band itself, carried on through the ages. Of what a great album, like Rolling Stones, "Let It Bleed." Everyone knows "Let It Bleed," and um, Abbey Road, The Beatles, and even if you haven't heard it, you recognise the album name and Scream Delica, I think that's just like to here because nowadays everything is just as quick as possible like the the bands are oh not bands as such but like pop artists are releasing stuff or they're just releasing singles over albums this is so if i don't know someone that was 15 years older than you 10 years older than you you won't be bothered what they were listening to but it's just been passed down from generation. I'm not sure if I'm making my point valid here, but...
0: Yeah. I think it is an inspiration album for other artists. I know, I know, I read that uh, Daft Punk took a huge amount of inspiration off this album and, um, you know, for, for sort of a fairly modern dance group. You know, um, Daft Punk, very cool. Does, yeah. they do, done some really good albums. I mean, they would have, what, <sighs> probably a little bit older than you and me, but th- they would have probably... Caught that and then brought it into their sound. Um, I like it when albums have that history of inspiration, and you know, you and I, we like what we like, but we also like it when someone is clearly pushing music on still thirty years later, and uh, you know. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know if they genuinely were thinking
1: that we're gonna be trailblazers here, or just because give out but don't give up the follow-up album is one for the history books it's as in let's just forget about that to prove that the that album wasn't a one-off with the further adventures of vanishing points and then exterminator it showed for me and i think for a lot of people listening to this band uh, primal screen they were great chroniclers chronicler oh. <laughs> is that right is that even a word of the times. So when you look back, it's the the good so Vanishing Point, Exterminator, they're good albums to look back on, to move forward, if you're
0: wanting to create that sort of merger of genres. Yeah. But I think that's do you know you know, I like to when we listen to a, a, a re listen to an album and um New or Old, I like going and looking where songs from the album appear on other people's playlists I've always liked doing it and
1: mm-hmm. what
0: was quite interesting is like the playlists that it appeared on there's just a few like it was like alternative 90s alternative 80s britpop uh, made in scotland made in manchester like that's covering quite a, that's yeah, quite yeah. a lot like so it's obviously an album that has has pulled a lot of inspiration from within over sort of different sections of society and musical sort of fan bases because you know it's it's you know it's not just it's not just them doing what they do you know you could say as much as say you know we we love uh i don't know whoever uh, in the name any band but and, and they just keep putting out i mean oasis we love oasis I, I me particularly like oasis did just do lots and lots of versions of themselves and we all loved it for that this is a quite a brave like you said brave move at the time and I think that adds the magic to it because it is a bit of a flash in the pan. It's it sort of happened, and then they just, no, I don't mean I not mean it in a disrespectful way. I mean like like then they moved on. Yeah. I, th- I think uh, yeah, I think
1: the the album in itself, it's hard to believe how well it flows as it as it jumps between different styles. Like every so, I mean, it has it's extremely. Kind of scream scream delica obviously because that's what it is but the the marry up so many different styles in itself like there's it sounds like acid punk sometimes like the 13th floor elevators and then yeah yeah, yeah. it's also rooted in a dance groove and then it's piano driven and then it's just so many it shouldn't flow yeah. as well as it does. But it just—it's just seamless, and I think a lot of bands that have attempted this um, have never done it as well as yeah. Screaming Trees. And like we, like you were just pointing out, it's such a brave and bold move to do something like this um, without it quite falling apart. It sounds both of its era in um, contemporary. And it's and it's a clear influence on 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 indie and uh, oh. on on indie acts.
0: Oh, I think it's yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't think there's many Britpop or indie bands that have come in the last sort of thirty years that wouldn't have taken inspiration from this album. And certainly, because you mean, could
1: even say the killers, the killers, yeah. like um, that's their sort of. Well, not recently, but when they first came out, that was sort of yeah. they had the dance groove yeah. and the indie sort of and the gospely um sort of touch so yeah so is it so for me and listeners for you as well primal scream screamadelica primal scream in general really reminds me of the ramones you know that punk bands were obviously they're not punk um primal scream
0: but the, like the un- well, bob bobby Glesky, the- bobby Glesky wouldn't have been out of place in the ramones with well no the, he does look like he should his. be
1: uh, in the ramones yeah but my point being is the ramones obviously they're seen as um, great punk godfathers now but at the time they were very much overlooked and they never quite were. make they never made it big really um obviously rose tinted glasses people say that they were massive and well I mean they probably got bigger as the um, before fall died but my point <laughs> my point being is Primal Scream and Screamer Delica this is the unsung forgotten album that spawned off so many other bands and, the, and before when I said Nirvana because um, it, it came out in 1991 and uh, Nirvana I think Nirvana, good for what they did. I, I mean, this might be sacrilege for some people, and I might get some unfollows. In. <laughs> but I think it was quite one-dimensional. That I think Pearl Jam are probably a better band on the grunge front, and Soundgarden. Um, but but Nirvana is the poster child, and Pearl uh, and Primal Scream. Uh, they touched, on... S- this album just exploded and helped so many other bands out. Yeah. Well, I think, I think, I think and and I, the forgotten, the kind of forgotten. That my point being, the kind of forgotten. This album is. I know it's in the top one hundred albums, but it. I think this album gets overlooked. a lot. No, definitely. And, yeah, yeah. Think. And,
0: and, and I think I think what you're trying to say, possibly, and correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, it belongs in the top hundred albums of all the lists that are out there. But does it ever actually appear in people's top five or top ten? Maybe not because it's not in the forefront minds. of yeah, yeah. a lot of people's yeah. minds. When actually you listen to it, it, it it's it's a, it's it's a phenomenal album. So, well, from from that point to our RBR dot Music star rating, and Jordan, tell us what you gave this one.
1: Uh, you probably heard me get quite giddy and passionate about this album. Uh, I was a bit all over the place something i need to work on <laughs> uh 15 uh, episodes in yeah excellent so i'd give this yeah. i'd give this five out of five yeah
0: yeah I, I i i agree it's it's worth every point of that five as well it
1: it, it was it's a, it's a trailblazer it, i mean for the for the rave culture for new indie bands um it just opened so many doors for people think for, of I what think, you can do with music.
0: I think as well, it was it was very credible, and I, hey, I know we don't like to use, it, but it was it was credible pop as well at a certain level. Like it, it did get you know radio play. You know, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it still gets. radio play. It was counterculture
1: that somehow and, and, and again, got into the mainstream. Yeah. and everyone. Yeah, this yeah. was the breakthrough album, and rightly so. And this, yeah. It was counterculture that just turned into pop culture, into the masses. And that was 1991, if you're listening to Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Primal Scream. You know, fantastic. It's like that That was a good year for a counterculture movement.
0: Yeah, and, and, and very, very good famous album covers as well so five out of five for our music star rating um I, I don't think we can remotely disagree at all so on to our final feature the good the bad and the rad and as it says on the tin a good track a bad track and a particularly rad track so i was well no you you go with the good track what are you saying i'm saying the good track is damaged yeah it's
1: um this is what they love doing. I know I said if they step away from what they love doing and they they can create sounds as spectacular as what's on the rest of Screamadelica. But Damaged is alt-country. It's just perfect sit-back. This was the palate cleanser from the album, I think, because everything was sort of kind of trippy and this is like the come down song acoustic nice just laid back very good yeah
0: yeah th- this is one of my favorites as well i i agree completely it's i think it's it's probably a bit of a nod to sort of before and after as well i think you know i think this sort of that country vibe does exist in in, in Cream, scream obviously um and this stands a bit of a solo track on this album which i really like i know sometimes we talk of the journey of an album and the odd, odd track being a bit out of place but i felt this was almost perfectly placed like you said a bit of a come down track um i'd also like to nod to slip inside my house as well i just think it's a really 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 nice track a little bit more in line with the rest of the album but yeah really, really yeah yeah it's very very easy to talk about every track really being good but yes yeah, so our good track is damaged um a bad track. I think we both agreed on this quite quickly. Um, it's the last track of this the album. It's called um, "Shine Like Stars," and we don't we don't dislike it. It's just it's just noise. <laughs> um, uh,
1: but I get what you're saying. That it's um, it just sounds like. I don't know like a warm-up track as or maybe it's a warm down track because it was the last yeah. track on the album but yeah. it sounds like they don't know where they're going with it and it never really takes yeah. off and then that's the end of the album considering the album's so fantastic it's strange that they have decided to finish with that song.
0: Which, and I, I, I that was my first thought as well, but in a in a weird way, I'd like it even less if it was in the middle of the album, if it, like, was just in the middle yeah, of
1: the album. Yeah, there's nowhere uh, right no, to put it. No. They, they obviously liked the album. Uh, they obviously liked the song, and they wanted to put it in, but, yeah, I think it's pointless. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a bit hard. It might work better on a different... Uh, it should have been... Maybe a B-side on one of the singles or something. Possibly, yeah. you would never listen to. But, yeah. Um, obviously, that's a bad track and we don't really like it. And my 5 out of 5 star rating, I don't usually give 5 out of 5 if there is a bad track like this. But the fact it was so groundbreaking, I think it warrants 5 out of 5. Yeah. So that's me. Uh, so that's where I stand
0: with that. You're making your own rules up as you go along, eh, George? Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely correct. Yeah, absolutely, exactly. I'll be changing them next time as well. <laughs> yeah.
0: So then that takes us on to the third and final track for us, the rad track. What do we go with, Jord? We have
1: moving on up, an absolute classic. We have loaded, an absolute classic. Yeah. But for me, it's got to be come together, yeah. which is the. We well, use the lady that you said was singing on it. Her voice is brilliant.
0: Denise, uh, didn't yeah, uh, Den- Denise, uh, D- Denise Johnson. Denise Johnson, she passed away yes. She passed away a couple of years ago, actually, uh, twenty twenty. Um, but yeah, I think she, 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 she yeah. Her, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's her sound. And um, but it, it's, a, it's a brilliant track, track, isn't it? It's so. Yeah, good.
1: I love when her voice comes in. It's, it's just a celebration of, and it's a bold move to. The Beatles had come together, did they? Oh, was that just in the chorus? Yeah, it's quite a bold no, 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 to, no, no, no,
0: no, no, to call it after a Beatles song. Uh, well, also, it's it's. I, I mentioned it before. It's also the ten minute wonder. It's uh it's 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 a yeah, it's a, yeah plenty of plenty of song.
1: And you don't get bored of it, not at all. You, uh, you, I mean, you're probably aware that it would be ten minutes, but it's. I could quite happily listen to that for another ten minutes. It's a proper, it's it's a great track, and
0: I suggest you all listen to it. Perfect. Well, brilliant. What a fantastic, fantastic pod. Nice one for listening, everyone. And please do take some time to listen to screamer Delica. It is an absolute classic and five out of five from us. Please tell your friends, your families, and your enemies about RBR.music, and hopefully... They can reach out and make contact with us as well. You'll be able to find many, many more reviews on the rbr.music Instagram page. Please like, subscribe, and feel free to leave comments or request reviews at the uh, Instagram uh, page where Jordan works tirelessly answering and talking to people. Thanks for listening, everyone. Cheers.
1: 10 minute wonder, 10 minute wonder